following program is a presentation of Hall Sports Communications. UGA Football News presents today's sports report with Matthew Hall. On today's sports report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. Today's sports report is brought to you by Happy Sewing and Quilting, offering products that will help you show your bulldog pride. Hall Shots Photography, going above and beyond to provide pristine and professional photography for all of life's greatest moments, plus many other fine sponsors. And now, here's your host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. Good to have you with us today on today's sports report with Matthew Hall. I'm Chris Hall, your host. Matthew Hall's with us as well. Hey, Matt, uh, looking snazzy today in that bulldog red hat. And uh, we are very blessed to have with us uh, Chris Forget. Uh, Chris is a uh, Georgia, University of Georgia alum. Uh, former, well, I, you know, I don't know if you're a former football player or not, Chris. You may be playing now. Who knows? Uh, but uh, some years ago, of course, Chris uh, suited up for the Bulldogs and uh, played at the University of Georgia. And we're very happy and very pleased to have uh, a, well, it, it's it's kind of like the Marines. You're never a former Bulldog. Once a Bulldog, always a Bulldog. Chris, uh, Chris Burgett with us today. Chris, it's good to have you with us, and you're in the bluegrass state of kentucky right yes sir yes sir welcome to be here mr hall yeah well i'm in kentucky um right inside of louisville right uh, about a mile two miles from the from the heart of the city so it's um definitely a, a different change from atlanta but um like we were talking before the broadcast uh, aired um it's uh got a big town uh feel and small town country feel at the same time so if i ride outside the city about five ten miles i'm in like you said, I'm in the bluegrass country. Yeah, cool. Now, and also we were kind of discussing about the weather that you're currently dealing with as we uh, tape our broadcast today. You said 25 degrees with sleet. Is that correct? Yes, it is. It's uh, kind of ugly outside today. There's been some, um, you know, some hazards on the street and some accidents. So um, you got the, the snow plows out and everybody's um, kind of shacked into the into the houses right now. Yeah, you know, when, when that happens in Georgia, uh, something like that, we don't have usually that, but if something similar to that happens in Georgia, especially in South Georgia where we are, the world stops. <laughs> you know, it just we, we all go to the store the best we can and get our bread and uh, bread and milk. We turn on the TV and we forget it for a couple of days. But folks up in that part of the world, uh, they're used to this. Uh, so I, I imagine traffic's out on the street and people are going, right? Yes, it's it's still moving, like you said. A little further up north, once you um, get into the to the colder regions, it's um, like everyday life here. Everybody's got their four by four and their trucks, and they're uh, we're still we're still moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Chris, let's talk a little bit about your career at the University of Georgia. Uh, you played uh, for uh, the Bulldogs some years ago. Uh, give it, give, tell us a little bit about. How you came to Georgia and uh, about your experience at the University of Georgia playing for the Bulldogs? Sure, sure. I um, I came into the University of Georgia in, uh, wow, just 2020, 2001, 19-some um, years ago. I um, went to a prep school. I don't, you may be familiar with um, Hargrave Military Academy. Yep. Um, I went there, um, actually was roommates with uh, Auburn 
um, I guess a rival, but he was really a friend. Carlos Rogers um, yes. mm-hmm. played for Auburn, and uh, Jay Ratliff um, was in my class there as well. Um, yeah, a couple guys that went on to the NFL, but. Um, back to my story, I went there in 2001, landed with the Bulldogs uh, that summer, um, redshirted my freshman year, and um, uh, thankfully, uh, through the grace of God or through my talent as well, ended up playing and starting 35 games um, at the University of Georgia and uh, getting a couple accolades, but um, more so it was just the camaraderie and the experience that I loved to death. Yeah, I know. You, you were a running back, correct? Yes, I came in as a running back uh, my junior year. Um, Coach Rick pulled me into his office, and um, that was right around the time when um, Greg Blue and Sean Jones um, got hurt. So um, they pulled me and Trey Battle over to the defensive side to um, kind of offset the injuries, and um, Trey ended up getting – uh, a lot of the shine and a lot of the burn. Me, me and him started in, in special teams together, and um, yeah, he. We all know Trey's story. If you're a Bulldog fan, um, right? Great history with him, and um, ended up winning a couple SEC championships with the Bulldogs. And um, Coach Kirby Smart was our running back coach my senior year, and he kind of uh, shared the special team duties with uh, Coach Fabris. So. Um, Coach Fabris was was my guy, man. One thousand grand. He was a different character, but um, he got the job done. So you you've got history with Coach Rick, of course, and with Kirby Smart, as well. The former uh, Georgia uh, head coach and now the uh, present Georgia uh, head uh, head coach. So so tell me, you played offense and defense at the University of Georgia. Which which one did you like the best? Did you like getting hits, or did you like? being on the other end and delivering some bo- uh, blows uh, which one did you like you know what when I when I first um, got to the University of Georgia I was was hard set and um, um, didn't want to do anything but have the ball in my hand um, and when that injury occurred on the defensive side it kind of um, I, to be honest I hadn't played defense in a, in a major capacity uh, past my eighth grade year. Um, so changing, um, kind of restructuring my, my uh, formula for success on defense was uh, kind of going back to the basics, learning how to backpedal and uh, read coverages, basic coverages, cover two, cover three. So it was definitely a challenge, um, but the necessity for me to be over there uh, was definitely something I was willing to, to take on. But to, to short answer your question, if I could do it, all over in hindsight was 2020 i would have stayed in a uh kind of like a slot back role and and see where it took me from there cool. yeah and uh you know just um out of curiosity you know just going back a little bit further um at the start what were the years that you played at the university of georgia yeah, I shirted my freshman year, which was 2001, and then from 2002 to 2005, uh, I was a uh, letterman uh, throughout the remaining of my, my career there at Georgia. I got you. And, and what running backs were in the stable? Uh, I know you played both offense and defense, but uh, what running backs were in the stable with you there? Yeah, when I, when I first got there, it was um, – Jasper Sanks, Musa Smith. So they were mm-hmm. towards their senior seasons, uh, besides Musa. 
Um, so a lot of uh, Kenny Bailey, you know, champ and mm-hmm. ball cousin. Um, Tony Milton, Tyson Browning, Danny Ware, yeah. uh, Thomas Brown, um, <laughs> Brandon Sutherland. <laughs> oh, you played uh, with some big yeah. boys then, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I know you got to play with DJ uh, Shockley, correct? Yep, yep. Yeah. He was my quarterback my senior year. Awesome. Um, yeah. And what was that experience like playing with him? You know, it was it was amazing. Um, just to be honest, he's a great person first and foremost. Um, but him coming from us coming from the same city, I kind of knew about him and his, uh, you know, his demand coming to the University of Georgia. But uh, behind the locker rooms, he was, um, I, if you could think of a more coachable guy, I'd, I'd be hard pressed. But um, he's, um, and, and you guys know the story. He waited his time uh, behind David Green to to um, be the man on campus his senior year. But um, it was it was awesome, Matt, kind of seeing some of the things that he did in practice were more impressive. Um, mm-hmm. When um, kind of let him loose, per se, and we were just doing seven-on-seven scrimmages and 11-on-11. Uh, 11 11. Um, I tell a story every time somebody asks about DJ, um, what was some of the most athletic things I've seen him done um, doing his career. And it was actually at practice, he was getting – um, passed order or chase. I believe David Pollock was chasing him on the right side, hmm. and he spun back uh, left to his opposite arm and off his opposite leg and shoulder. He threw a bullet, uh, probably about 65, 70 yards on one leg. And so, wow, uh, wow. <laughs> kind of shows some of his arm strength and um, his capabilities. But yeah, he's a he was a special talent, um, and uh, we still communicate. Uh, so he's uh, definitely a long, long, long bulldog friend and family for me. I got you. And then, and then, you know, another thing I wanted to ask you was was uh, going back, you know, being coached under Mark Rick. I mean, I'm sure there's piles of stories that and memories that you could come up with. But I mean, I guess I'll put you on the spot here. I mean, if there was one memory of Mark Rick, I mean, an impactful moment or just, just maybe a conversation or anything that uh, you have with him. Uh, if you don't mind sharing that, uh, what what is one thing that would come to mind with you about that in regards to Coach Rick? Yeah, one thing um, I loved about Mark and my time there, you know, he's um, just his availability, um, his willingness to um, have a you know open door policy when we were there, um, any kind of issues. Um, you could come to him and and uh, walk right in his office and, and kind of get it off your chest or kind of discuss it and get more of a mentor role um, answer from him. So it's, it, it would definitely be his availability. Um, uh, obviously, his message in, in spirituality and in, in, um, in Christ would be another one um, just pertaining to uh, overcoming obstacles and using uh, biblical uh, context in order to overcome uh, obstacles would, would definitely be another one. I got you. Yeah, um, we're talking with Chris uh, Burgett, who is a uh, University of Georgia alum, a bulldog uh, back in the uh, 2000s, uh, the early part of uh, this century. And uh, it, it, does it seem like it's been that long ago that you were playing at the University of Georgia? Has time really rolled by for you? It has. It has. Um, 
well, it doesn't seem that long, but time is definitely rolling and uh, we know it's not stopping for anybody. But yet, I, I still picture myself um, in the silver britches and, and um, running down segments, you know, through the stadium in Stanford. So um, it, um, every time I watch a game, you know, it's, it's um, kind of like second nature to, to read the offense, read the defense, kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. guesstimate what the play is going to be called or if they're getting heavy pressure on one side, what the audible is going to be. So um, it kind of never leaves you. So um, kind of like anything else that people love or people experience, it's it's always going to be a part of you. Do you do you get back to many of the games? Uh, or, or you- um, I, I was planning this year. I'm definitely um, working on a couple uh, projects that's going to take me back to the stadium. Um, but I'm trying to think of the last. You know what, Mr. Hall? Ever since I graduated, I don't think I've sat inside the stadium for a game. Oh, wow. really? um, I've been to some red and black, some scrimmages mm-hmm. to read on how the season's going to be. Um, but it's still there's um, there's still a little sting not being on the field. And I don't think that ever goes. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, brother. <laughs> I can I, I can definitely understand. Well, talk a little bit about what you're doing now. We've we talked about your past life, but I, I know you, uh, you're involved in uh, some very creative things right now, and uh, you have a, a wonderful uh, uh, ministry going on. I'll call it a ministry. You are a wonderful business going on. Well, what are you doing these days? Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Um, these days, um, like you said, a very creative content oriented background with photography, videography. Um, I still have my foundation um, that was created in honor of um, Paul Oliver, one of my roommates, uh, called the Oliver Tree Foundation. Uh, and tell us quickly about that, about, yeah. about Paul Oliver and, and about that, uh, how that got started yeah. in his story. Sure, sure. So me and Paul were um, roommates during his um, his last season there. Well, we you know we we got to know each other from me being on the competing. So from the offensive side of meeting Paul when he came in, we would compete because I'd be on offense. But um, when I took that switch over to the defensive side and uh, got to sit next to him and kind of. Um, talk about our background. So we both were, um, he went to Harrison High School and I went to Chattahoochee um, High School. So we were um, in state, I wouldn't call it rivals, but we had to face each other to um, get to the championship. So um, that's when I first met Paul, um, was on the field playing against him in high school. And then when we got to the University of Georgia, we kind of, the bond grew stronger and uh, we became roommates his his last season there, and that's when I really got to know the man uh, behind the mask, per se. And uh, we just headed off. We had like a brother. Um, I was more of a big brother type figure, and um, not to say that I was always coaching him, but we kind of bounced ideas off of each other, and he could always come to me and vice versa with any issues. Um, so that's where the bond started, and um, – if you're a Bulldog fan, I guess you're familiar with what happened uh, as far as um, his his um, career and his uh, life being cut short. Uh, as far as, to be honest, be committing suicide. So when when the suicide happened, Mr. Hall and uh, all the uh, neuroscience and the brain autopsy information was starting to roll in. 
it uh, kind of triggered something inside of me to kind of figure out, uh, took me down a rabbit hole of, of science and information, uh, learning about the brain and the process of uh, what happens scientifically uh, during uh, interaction, head-to-head contact and, and, and combat per se. So um, when they sent the brain to Boston University um, and he came back with high levels, uh, off after the, the, the brain autopsy of having CTE, which is chronic traumatic encephalopathy, um, basically from repetitive head, head concussions and injuries, uh, just sustained from the game of, I guess, football, you know, in life. Um, I wanted to do something to open up an avenue for former athletes and, um, you know, it's, it's, highly relatable to military PTSD. Um, so there was a mental gap uh, as far as like um, bridging the gap between sadness and happiness and finding your way, uh, I guess, through the dark clouds. So uh, the foundation was created to kind of alleviate the stress and help with the transitions from uh, being on the field uh, to life and, and providing uh, an avenue for people to uh, kind of talk out, um, cry out, speak out, uh, or just be just uh, be an ear and be heard about what they're going through and what they experience um, on a day-to-day level outside of uh, outside of football. So uh, it was more of a mentorship and a call to action, uh, just wanting to carry on his legacy because um, he was a, an amazing athlete, uh, you know, five-star recruit, but he was also uh, a better human being. So uh, I made it my lifelong journey to kind of honor his name and the people who fallen victim uh, to his circumstances as, as well. So, um, so it's the uh, it's the Olive Branch Foundation, correct? The Oliver Tree Foundation. Yeah. Yep. Oliver, yeah. Oliver Tree. I'm sorry, Oliver Tree Foundation. So, how how do people find out more about that, and maybe if they want to make a contribution to do that, how how, how, do, how can they get in contact with this? Yeah, you can um, reach out to me on Facebook if you followed or search the Oliver Tree Foundation. Um, we'll pop up, and you'll see um, our page, and also the OliverTreeFoundation.org. Um, you can go there and. Uh, learn a little bit about our story and um, what we're doing now is uh, kind of some exciting things behind the scene. And uh, I don't like to speak before things happen, but it's already in motion. So we're, we're working on a um, uh, kind of a mental retreat for former military and uh, football um, personnel. So we want to combine the military and the athletic uh, side with the athletes in the military and get them together and uh, we've got some retreats we're working on for horseback riding uh, deep sea fishing uh, some more uh, stress-free activities to see um, you know what kind of result that has in a human being just having uh, that kind of bond and friendship around uh, during our times so okay Good deal, uh, yeah, Oliver awesome. Oliver Tree Foundation. So, uh, uh, you know, we'll we'll certainly share that information as well here on today's sports report. So uh, now you're a photographer. Uh, you you do all kind you do all kind of media kind of things. So tell us a little bit about that. A little bit more about that. Sure, sure. Um, well, it's kind of interesting that kind of brings me and Matt together. Um, Matthew just. Um, 
met through mutual friends. I think Rennie Curran or uh, yeah. Brandon. Uh, I think Brandon might have been another connection. Yeah, yeah Brandon Wood. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, we just had similar, and I've seen his page, and I've been watching and following UJ, UGA football news for a while now and kind of interacting. And uh, me and Matt uh, kind of hit it off as far as um, – our, our friendship and interest goes uh, right off the gun. Um, so we do creative projects together. I right. create um, some stats for the game and, and put it into a, a motion graphic or put it into mm-hmm. a flyer and um, give Matt some, uh, you know, he's got to feed that beast that he's created. So giving him content is always something that he needs. So we kind of started off like that. and. Um, around here, I, I work with um, the, the city of Louisville um, with the, with the uh, journalism uh, sector of the city doing uh, different projects. I did a homeless project um, last year where I kind of um, went undercover um, as a homeless person just to find out what it was like uh, and kind of give a, a raw insight to what they face on a day-to-day activity. Um, so it's kind of my 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 um, my little inside project that I worked on, uh, kind of figuring out the the um, if there's any good uh, in being homeless, and there is because it's the compassion and uh, things that never fade away from the heart. But uh, physically and materialistic things they don't have. So I wanted to get a, a, a deeper insight in what it's like to be homeless and. Um, kind of kind of put myself in their shoes per se um other than that i do video uh mr hall i do videography and and content creation um around the city music videos um i just kind of now where can we where can we find your content where where, where online can we go to uh to see your work sure sure you can um check out my instagram page um i've got a couple pages uh, no rest in the wild is my my main page, and um, my photography and videography page is Chris the Creator. Um, so it's a um, couple pages you can find me on, and and um, I'll be linked up with Matt. So I'm sure. Yeah, figure yeah out and I'll, we're gonna share it out. Uh, you know when we when the video goes, you know, uh, in the caption, I mean, we'll make sure all that stuff is shared as well. And just going back and just touching back, you know, on that relationship and, and our friendship, you know, that has developed, you know, and I have to really give you, you know, um, a lot of the credit because, you know, you were the one that reached out to me, um, you know, and showed, showed me a lot of love at a time period where, uh, for those of you that don't know out there, you know, I suffer from trigeminal neuralgia and some other things. And, and then I think that kind of tied into it. I re- specifically remember, you know, you reaching out to me and showing me love during a time where I was really suffering. And, uh, you know, then the connection with Rennie Kern, um, you know, and just stand up guy, you know, and, and does so many uh, good things, such a positive message. He, uh, sins out there and and um, I that also I hate to jump way back but I was also going to ask you this yeah. so when you were uh, and I know I'm going back to when you were running back but did you ever face Rennie on the other side of the ball and <laughs> no. did Rennie ever light you up 
Yeah, good question. No, Rennie was, uh, he came in my after my senior season. So I got you. Um, so no Sean <laughs> and, and um, no Sean Moreno and Matt Stafford. They were both redshirt freshmen I when, when I was walking out. So I didn't get a chance. But um, to be honest, I, I wouldn't have been going head up with them. I would have been trying to go around them. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, let's talk a little bit about University of Georgia now. I I know you keep up with the Bulldogs. I know that you're, uh, you know, you're you're keeping up with what's going on uh, with the football team. First of all, what did you think about last year? What was your impression of uh, this uh, past season? A lot of good, but man, that Florida and Alabama game. If we could have just maybe got one of those, we might have snuck into the playoffs. I don't know. So uh, what was your opinion of uh, this uh, past football season? Yeah, I, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud of them. You know, I'm going to be proud of them if they go, uh, you know, 12 and 0, 11 and 0, or, or um, 0 and 12. It's, it's in my blood. I'm a dog. But uh, from a fan perspective, um, there's some there's some transitions in certain positions that um, kind of left us um uh, kind of, I'd, I'd say, uh, less veteran. Let's let's say that there's some uh, some spots um, on the line and also in the secondary, uh, pretty much all around that uh, need some some senior, not some senior, but some, some yeah, some experience, some experience. <laughs> so um, you know, talent uh, can only get you so far. Uh, I guess we can contest with the Super Bowl this last past Sunday. Mm-hmm. So. Um, talent will get you so far, but it's that veteran leadership, having some guys who've been through the ring of fire uh, to come back and lead the way. Uh, so I feel, I feel like um, the the Alabamas of the world, um, one thing Nick is, is very good at is, is having the next man ready and willing and capable to fill those shoes. And that comes a lot, obviously, with uh, depth charts and recruiting. Um, but it, I believe it's it's a mentality that Kirby has has obviously uh, been right up under, and it's starting to transition. I could see the tides turning. If I felt like last year with the tide would have shifted, and it, it would have been our our um, our sword by now. But um, obviously, Saban's not not going to give up the reins easy. So. Um, <laughs> The dude can recruit, Kenny. Yeah, I mean, can. seriously, he can coach, he can recruit. I think there's something going on over there. I don't know. <laughs> Not to make any accusations now, but, uh, boy, I tell you, it's a juggernaut to have to get past Alabama. But, you know, we heard a, a, a conversation uh, between uh, our good buddy Mike Farrell and, and uh, Kirby Smart uh, recently as uh, Mike was interviewing Kirby. And Kirby said, look, if you're in the top five and you're recruiting – in the recruiting class, there's such a small gap between number one and number five and number six as, as, six as far as, uh, you know, uh, quality is concerned. And a lot of times it's just a, a judgment of the uh, recruiting uh, uh, cl- uh, people, you know, the, the recruiting uh, yeah, analysts uh, to, uh, you know, give one one over maybe two or three or something. Uh, but uh, I think if you continue to recruit the way we've been recruiting one of these days, one of these days, we're going to get those dudes from Tuscaloosa. I, I believe. Don't you believe that? I absolutely believe that. And like I said, I believe, I believe there's a couple pieces in the puzzle that mm. uh, he's working on um, as far as figuring out the formula to um, start dishing out these national championships. But um, mm. 
still feel like we're in the the the, the drivers the runner up seat the shotgun of the car as far as next up on the totem pole um i think a couple more years i think we're going to be looking at a national title uh opportunity you know we're we're always one yard or one play or something <laughs> man away from, oh, one second or whatever <laughs> yeah one second yes we're we're always close i feel like we just gotta we're gonna jump this hurdle pretty soon here hey we got clemson coming you know in in charlotte in september uh, I'm glad it's early in the season. You know, I yeah, want us to win, game. but you know, if, if things don't turn out the way we want, we'll have time to recover. Uh, but that'll be interesting. And and we were looking over the schedule. It's a full schedule that is planned. Hopefully, with the COVID, uh, it's going to allow us to have that full schedule. Uh, but I think outside of uh, Clemson, the only other projected top twenty team on uh, the schedule next year for Georgia would be Florida. So, you know, the schedule looks kind of uh, favorable for the Bulldogs, but you don't want to depend on that. You want to go in there and beat everybody, no matter who they are, where they are. Uh, so, um, you know, we're, we're hoping for that. Now, you're in big blue country. Uh, Kentucky just wants to beat Georgia so bad. You know, the university, don't they? I mean, they just live and breathe to beat, to beat Georgia or Florida. Of course, they did beat Florida a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, the, is there, you know, we in Georgia, we get all the vibe we can get about University of Georgia football, even in the offseason. What about in Kentucky? Uh, of course, that's big basketball play, you know, country up there. But I don't think uh, the, uh, the Kentucky basketball team is doing so hot and Louisville is not doing so hot. So uh, do you hear a lot about football in the offseason in Kentucky? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, what? it's it's surprising to me. Um High school football is actually pretty big here, um, bigger than what I what I was expecting when I first got here um, about five years ago. But you know the locals do talk about high school football, um, similar to um, aspects in Georgia. I think um, you know basketball is king around here. Basketball and baseball um, are the two breadwinners around here. But um, I think. Uh, Mr. Hall, to answer your question, it's, it's very difficult for these schools to pull um, recruits from schools like Georgia, even Tennessee, um, South Carolina. Um, they either go up to Ohio State or um, come further south and down to um, Texas or Georgia or Miami. So it's um, it's it's a it's a centered location as far as the U.S. goes, but that also means that you've got. Um, recruiting down south to to kind of deal with gotta have the players you yeah. you, you gotta yeah. have you gotta stack them up and uh, alabama's proved that clemson's proved that georgia has proved that and so you got you gotta have the players man yeah in high school football i mean you know i don't i'm not surprised to hear you say that i mean it's the same thing here uh in georgia i mean and you know the you kind of had a uh uh just a rapid rise in the popularity of high school football nationwide, I believe, over the last 20 years, especially with the realm of recruiting and, and uh, the emphasis that's placed on it, the media attention. And, and I mean, they really go out and court these high school kids, uh, you know, like they're rock stars. And um, so the face of recruiting has changed a lot. And I know that uh, uh, can be said no matter what state we're in. I mean, you know, high school football's huge here in Georgia as well. So not not surprised to hear you say that. 
at all. And um, I'm sure that the basketball talk, when basketball season oh, yeah. comes around there in Kentucky, oh, yeah. you at least hear some of that. Calipari, I don't like Calipari. Can you just write that down somewhere up there? I just, he's not my, he's not my dude. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's just not my dude. Listen, uh, were, were, were the uh, uh, Kentucky uh, schools open? Were they able to have a football season in yeah. the uh, in the high schools there in uh, Kentucky this year? Um, yes, they did have a high school season. I, I believe um, that it was kind of, uh, I guess, uh, obviously untraditional as far as mm-hmm. the process goes. Uh, and and dealing with uh, you know fan capacity and even from a, a practice capacity, um, but yeah, football did move on, um, and and like I said, they do love football here. It's it's a recruiting bore, and and um, every time you know I get in a conversation with anybody Georgia, Georgia Kentucky talk it's you know they'll they'll always default to basketball yeah uh, <laughs> true. hey but georgia beat kentucky in basketball for the first time and i don't know how many times this uh, past season of course kentucky is down but hey just a few weeks ago our, our bulldogs did pull it off against oh. kentucky and they thought they won the, the national championship when they did that. The reaction was, ama- was amazing. But, hey, you beat the big blue, so there you go. Well, it's uh, – Chris, we, we're, we, you know, it's about time for us to wrap it up. But uh, Chris Forget has been with us. He's uh, a, a great guy. Uh, played uh, for Coach Mark Rick for the University of Georgia. Uh, and, again, the uh, we'll put up information about the Oliver Tree uh, Foundation and the yeah. good work that you're doing and also uh, some of your good work in photography. And uh, Chris, it's, it's thank you so much for being with us here on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. We're going to have you back, and we'll uh, talk some more uh, Bulldog uh, football and uh, just about life, you know, and, and we'll be doing that as well. So uh, thank you for being with us. And I know Matt wants to tell you uh, goodbye yeah, as well. I really want to tell you, uh, you know, appreciate your time today. And um, I know it was short notice. So, I mean, the scheduling kind of changed up and I appreciate you being willing to accommodate that schedule. And most of all, I want to appreciate your friendship and your love and, um, you know, the grind and the heart that you have and, the, you know, just the, uh, the positive things that you're doing, you know, to make an impact in this world make it a better place i mean it it says a lot about who you are and um proud of you very proud of you and very proud to know you and very very proud of our friendship well you represent the university of georgia very well and uh, and that's good and uh, we appreciate you being with us and maybe the sun will shine tomorrow chris we'll we'll see It's, yeah. it's supposed to shine here just a little bit before the rain comes, but maybe you'll get some sunshine tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, thank you for being with us, buddy. Thank was, you, man. Thank you so much, dude. Take care. I'll talk to y'all soon, okay? All right. Thank you. Thank Good you. Off. All right, right, Matthew, that'll wrap it up for our program today on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. Again, uh, we thank so much Chris Burkett being with us uh, from uh, the University of Georgia, an alum and a great program. So it's time for us to get out of here. Uh, So our our closing word is, is, there you go, go dogs. Go dogs, but. (laughs) You missed your prop. You got to get your prop in the right place. Oh, my goodness. Hey, this is a dated thing. So, you know. Oh, I do hear the music now. Okay, gotcha. All right. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Join us again next time on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. 
Paul Schatz Photography, featuring the work of award-winning photographer and Georgia football lover Matthew Hall, is a proud sponsor of today's Sports Report. While Matthew is at home on the sidelines of Sanford Stadium taking beautiful action shots of another Bulldog victory, he also specializes in other types of photography, including landscapes, portraits, weddings, and promotional photos to help promote your business or your special cause. Matthew is also a trained videographer and he loves capturing those always exciting high-in-the-sky drone shots. Matthew has been the camp photographer for various football camps, including those featuring Roquan Smith, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and other Bulldog greats. You can check out Matthew's work on Facebook at Hall Shots Photo and on Instagram at Hall Shots Photography. You can contact Matthew at HallShotsPhotography at gmail.com. That's HallShotsPhotography at gmail.com. Matthew has a camera, and he'll travel to get that right shot for you. Contact him today. Happy Sewing and Quilting is a proud sponsor of today's sports report. Happy Sewing and Quilting offers custom and professionally made items that will help you show your bulldog pride. How about a custom and professionally made 100% cotton face mask featuring beautiful bulldog fabric? Of course, everyone in your family will need more than one. And just like the bulldogs on game day, Happy Sewing and Quilting can and will deliver. From custom-made face masks to baby bibs to tote bags and more, Happy Sewing and Quilting will help you get ready for game day or any day you want to let the world know you love the Georgia Bulldogs. If you're interested in items featuring the colors and logos of other teams, or if you're interested in non-sports related items that meet your taste and show off your style, Happy Sewing and Quilting will be more than happy to help you. For more information, you can contact Happy Sewing and Quilting at ahall1921 at hotmail.com. That's A-H-A-L-L-1921 at hotmail.com. Contact them today. Thank you for joining us for this edition of today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. We thank our many fine sponsors for making our program possible. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs.